You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the founder of Scottish Football Forums and I'm joined by Chris and Laurie. Hello guys. Hello. Hello. Hello, I've got some positive news from the weekend there. I don't mean to bore everyone, but I played my third game of football in a row and I'm injury free for now anyway. It's just showboating. I thought <laughs> I thought I would share that with everybody because it's a quite important thing for me. Injury free since ninety three. Injury free. Well I say that it's still sore, but I can play. So that counts as being injury free. I'm semi retired through injury. I just, that's, that means I'm just permanently injured and I can't be bothered and I'm not, I'm not going to play again. Nah, it's, it's, no <laughs> it's too sad. Especially in, in this weather, it's a bit horrible playing like with the, the snow on Friday night. It's not worse than a cold game and you get whacked in the, in the, in the thigh or something with the ball. <laughs> or even worse, in the face. Ah, it was alright, but the, the problem was that it was the snow and the wind and it kept going to my eyes. And I was meant to be looking... Obviously, at the game of football, <laughs> <laughs> it was getting difficult. You know what I always found was the worst when you get hit with a ball when it was cold is your ear. Aye, it's pretty Aye. sore as well. That's bad. Sometimes in the warm up, even just hitting a shot stings the foot if it's really cold. If you're if you're playing bare feet, maybe. Just <laughs> <laughs> no. I like the was it the CITV the Hurricanes? There's a guy in that played barefoot. Well, it was oh, a cartoon. Geez. I remember it. <laughs> I don't. Right, in this week's podcast, we've got the SPL review from Chris. I'll discuss the SFL briefly. Well, there's a few things we're going to discuss. I don't think we're going to have a topic. We're just going to see how it goes. Obviously, the charity bet, the SPL predictions, and also the League Cup semi-final, or whatever it's called, the Communities Cup, this coming Daddy weekend. <laughs> no, no. See, being down in the third division, there's a new Diddy Cup in town. It's the Harry Ramsden's Cup. Aye, Sorry, that'll big... be the Diddy Cup. It's, it's the big cup this year. <laughs> None of that Scottish Cup. It's, uh, this is the big cup now. We'll see if you're still saying that next week. Huh? Aye, that's when it all depends. Right, Chris, so you want to get us started with the SPL review? Quite all we can get through it today, yeah. It's going to be difficult, there's a lot of goals. Yep. So we'll start off with Paisley. With a um, nearly but not quite relegation battle between St. Murray and Ross County. And it was the visitors, Ross County, took the lead through a Richie Britton free kick, like he has done so many occasions so far this season. Stephen Thompson levelled for the hosts, but that was short lived as Sam Morrow restored County's lead before two goals from debutant Ivan Sproul secured a 4 1 victory that moves Ross County with the worst win at one point of their opponents. And that's eight goals for Ross County and two visits to Paisley, which is almost as many as I've managed in Dingwall all season. <laughs> so, moving on to the 3 pm games, and uh, this is where Laurie will tune out. As it took just 90 seconds for Celtic's Adam Matthews to rip Hearts apart and create an opening goal for Gary Hooper. Ten minutes later, Chris Collins was down that same side and the Willis shot was initially saved. It was only into the path of George's Samaras who tapped into an empty net. Hearts barely troubled standing goalkeeper Lucas Zaluska but did manage to pull one back when Jason Holt's effort was deflected in off Charlie Mulgrew with 20 minutes remaining. However, Celtic got their act together and two more goals from Hooper and Lissad in the final few minutes of the game gave the game a bit more of an accurate scoreline. To match that, and it pays like early out of 4 1. 
Meanwhile, City rivals Hibernian were hosting a Dundee side who have taken more points than their teams than anybody else in the league. Uh, it looked as if that was set to continue when John Baird took time out for inventing television to open the scoring for Dundee. But Lee Griffith's free kick levelled the game just after half time. Although they did pull that back, they couldn't complete the turnaround and had to settle for another share of the points. Which isn't really enough for Dundee, unfortunately, who now find themselves 11 behind the early winners, Ross County. Up in the Highlands, Inverness hosted Aberdeen and pretty much picked up where they left off before the break. Only the real surprise was it took until the second half for Inverness to find the back of the net through Andrew Shinney. But once they got going, it was two further goals from top scorer Billy McKay that ensured a 3 0 victory, with only former Cali favourite Johnny Hayes looking threatening for the visitors. So that's 20 for the season so far from McKay, and uh, 10 games unbeaten for the Cali Jags overall. Not a bad wee run. And in Saturday's final match, Kamarnock hosted Dundee United, with the visitors welcoming back Gary McKay Stephen from injury. I'm sure we'll talk about his contribution shortly. It was uh, the host that took the lead though through Manuel Pascali. Opened up in the 20 minutes, but Johnny Russell's left foot effort leveled things before the break. Just after the hour, Russell headed the side in front before completing his perfect hat trick with a right foot shot two minutes from time. But it was still time for Kelly to pull another goal through Pascali, but it was pretty much the last kick of the ball and too late for Kelly to salvage in from the match. And finally, in the live Sunday afternoon match, it was Motherwell who hosted St Johnson. And two goals from Michael Higdon had the host 2 0 up within the first 20 minutes before completing his hat trick with 20 minutes to go. Some excellent finishing from Higdon, ranging from well-placed to good reactions to earn the second hat-trick of the season. But then things started to go horribly wrong for Motherwell, as first of all, Darren Randolph was forced off injured a quarter of an hour ago, and his replacement, Lee Hollis, was barely in the park when he had to pick a ball in the net for Nigel Hasselbank's effort, and two minutes after that, he was doing the same thing again, following Liam Craig's 20-yarder. And Dave McKay even had a late, late chance to level things, following a defensive blunder from Zane Francis Angle, but he fluffed his lines, and Motherwell hung on to all three points to ensure that they moved level on points once more with Inverness, both of whom are nine points behind Celtic, although Motherwell have played a game more. If I'd mentioned a wee stat about that last game, uh, Higdon's hat-trick makes him the first non-Old Firm player to score four SPL hat-tricks. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was good that uh, Liam Craig scored for, for him personally, I mean, because he'll hopefully get some of the fans off his back uh, after he agreed a, a pre-contract with Hibs. I've, I've not heard too much. With the on his back? Uh, well, I've not seen any pictorial evidence of that, but... Uh, <laughs> It's a kind of thing that it's just not easy to take sometimes when a, a player signs a contract like that. No, I remember a few years ago with um, William Muller. Obviously, we'd, we had him for a while and he signed that pre-contract with Man United. Does that work out well for him after that? But, no, uh, it didn't. But, uh, no, at the time, there was that whole sort of, well, we, would we want to keep him playing? Or would we want to just get a deal and leave him on the bench there? Or, or, he was treated all right, but it was never the same. It, like, he was sort yeah. of... I know, but at the same time, I think they got to understand. Like with Liam Miller, I mean, that was Man United. I mean, it was Man United. I mean, the same way. I mean, we've had like Black from Inverness. And I don't remember him really. I don't think they really turned on him when he, because I mean, grew up a Hearts fan, so it was, he always wanted to move to us. I know Barr came from Falkirk, and he was still the skipper for Falkirk for the rest of the season. But I think they went down. So <laughs> <laughs> don't know if that. But yeah, um, I don't know. I suppose it's a bigger opportunity for him. Go Hibs, just. <laughs> well, I think I think it is a, a bigger move. They've got that new stand that he'll enjoy playing in front of. And the one that's always empty unless it's full of Hearts fans. The one that's going to be full <laughs> of Hearts fans on, is it Saturday or Sunday you are playing? Saturday at three. Saturday. Nice, normal kickoff. Are you just looking after that round? 
What did you say, Chris? Sorry, Sorry I've just said what, what would it tell you then? No, I won't be a presume it's... I thought they were both would have been, but yeah. yeah. Domestic semi-final and it's known that for uh, telly. That's, that's, that's 2013, come on. Uh, Diddy Cup. <laughs> right, I was watching, as I normally do, is I was watching the, the highlights on YouTube. And I've decided I think I'm going to give up with them because I'm getting a bit annoyed. See, see all the wee... They're not quite adverts, but they're wee t- images that pop up in the video and you need to find a small X to get rid of them. I don't know if it's the SPL that put it there, but it's really annoying. It's like when you're, is it like when you're streaming um, on perfectly legitimate websites and that's they trick you? Like. That's what people the cro- tell The cross me. comes up and then you go and click it and it moves across. <laughs> no. It's not quite as bad as that, but each video has about three things you need to close. So I just watch it on the BBC website. Well, I think I will from now on. And then I don't know about the BBC highlights, but the Celtic highlights on YouTube. Why was the main camera zoomed out as far as it was? It it's never zoomed in. Yeah. It was jerky as it went side to side. It was poor. They, they had... It's always like that at Celtic Park. I don't know why they, they have the camera, but it is, it's fairly high. I, it didn't zoom in, though. That. That's the thing. I know, then they showed a great replay of the Hooper's offside goal. I know which camera we'll go to. Behind the goal. <laughs> I had seen that replay. I went back, I was, I was watching it on um, my, my Sky Plus, and I rewound it just to try and get a, a kind of angle maybe when he was offside. I think he was offside, but it was hard to tell because you had a poor angle or a completely useless angle and that was it. <laughs> do you think Do you think that they have a laugh when they look at these angles and say, ah, we'll never tell from this. That's, what, that's the one we'll show. Because <laughs> you, you see it compared to Sky and Sky, I don't know how they do it, but they take the picture and they somehow zoom the camera around and like a kind of computer game effect and they get the line, shadow the line and they say, right, there you are. Bang. <laughs> That's it. That's the offside line. But the BBC is the sky cameras at it. The BBC highlights right. just the single camera. But I watched the I watched the first game of the weekend. Actually, I quite enjoyed it. the The live the live Sky game. Funnily enough, the St Mirren County game. I actually thought it was a pretty entertaining game. I was very impressed with County, especially. And uh, Ivan Spruill, I I thought he looked like he did more on a Saturday afternoon in one game for County than he did all last season for Hibs. He looked like Yep, yep. Dare I say that Ivan Spruill of old? I mean, he was always a bit of a one-trick pony, but he actually performed pretty well. He gave St Mirren no end of problems. And um, also, I should have listened to Ray. You know Ray Winston when he comes on at halftime? <laughs> he said Thompson Stevie Thompson to score next. On that. <laughs> I even told my dad. I was like, we're watching. I was like, Dad, look, what do you reckon? Ray says Stevie Thompson next. <laughs> and, uh, it didn't it didn't have a bang on it though. I wish we, he brought back the advert when he went woofed. <laughs> well, Archie McPherson style. <laughs> he did. Aye, that was the first one. Got annoying, but now I wish it'd come back. Aye, was a good game. I was, in, I, as I say, I was very impressed with County. Played some decent stuff and thoroughly, thoroughly deserved the win. So, it, although it kind of uh, drags hearts closer to second bottom of the table, I suppose, but. <laughs> It was a good game. I don't think there was any other football on at lunchtime, so I I sat down and watched it. But surprisingly, I forgot today. I was I was thinking I've not watched the highlights for that. I've not seen that game. There was but I did. Dar- I sat down and watched it all. Starby and Forest, which was what I'd planned to watch, but I don't know why it was at one o'clock because there wasn't any coverage of it. Um, that's a derby, isn't it? That's a derby, I know yeah. it's a joke, but that is a derby. The derby county and not in the forest are quite close rivals. It's the county, the county derby, Kim, isn't it? Because the two counties next to each other. But yeah, there wasn't any coverage of it. Even the streams were pretty rubbish. So I just watched. I don't watch that... illegal streams. Me and Chris avoid that kind of thing. Oh, they're good. We, 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 we try and watch the Scottish games where possible. 
Uh, yep, exactly. Chris, live, uh, live on the telly. That's the kind of thing we do, yep. And if not, I just read Scottish football news. I watched Celtic Hearts, although I had to put the sound off after a while because it was clearly the Celtic TV commentary and it's just a bit... <laughs> it's like any of them. It wasn't quite as bad as the Rangers TV one. That was that was really oh, funny. That guy's just ridiculous in Rangers. But see, the, the Celtic one, I can't remember the commentary being too, too laughable, but it's the half-time. It's just... Ugh. Hell, 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 <laughs> hell, hell. That's it. That's all you get. You may as well just put up the the words on the screen. Hell, hell. It was that's just. It. it was um, after Celtic were one 0 up. I think it was described that Celtic are rampant <laughs> at the moment. And I was like, they scored once. I mean, <laughs> we're only two minutes into the game. Man. <laughs> can you really rampant two minutes into the game? I mean, come on. You can come flying out the blocks. That's usually the cliche. It, but you know, a lot of commentators do that actually. You know, it's at the start of a game, you're a minute in, and it's like. X team, whoever are, are are dominating the opening stages. It's like, well, they took kickoff and they've not given the ball away yet. It's hardly. <laughs> That's what we need. We need a thread on the forum, just football and cliches. Because I seen something. I think it was on Twitter eh, talking about a fullback how they always bomb forward. They never run yeah. forward. They're always bombing forward. You never have a cultured right foot. <laughs> You're right. It's always the cultured left foot. <laughs> That's what we need, right? I'm wanting to set up a a topic on the forum. Uh. Uh, I, I could go for pages, it'll be a well. I watched Celtic Hearts and I Hearts were rubbish. Can't they believe were. I, Can't believe it, I were. It was a pretty good combination of you were rubbish and we were pretty good for a change. <laughs> oh, I just thought we were awful. I mean, look at the goals. The first one was just Tyrell taking a crap touch, setting it up for it. One of the other goals, I think Wilson set it up. It was like a tackle. McCatty ducked for the fourth goal. It was <laughs> a catalogue of it. I mean, and Celtic did. I think Celtic, partly from the game at Tynecastle and from our games recently, I, I don't like to criticise someone who's so inexperienced, but I just think McHattie looks so vulnerable when we play. And his, his positioning, I thought, against Celtic at Tynecastle was woeful. We just seemed to be constantly opened up on that side. And Celtic did seem to target it. It was all down the Celtic right flank, most of the attacks yeah. in the, at the start. And it's a shame on a lad because he is, he is young and he's obviously learning. He's only just in the first team, but... He just looks so. He just gets beaten so easily in his position, which the position especially gets my nerves. Because fair enough, you're coming up against better players than you would in the under 19s. But positioning is kind of basic, surely whatever level you're playing at. And he just always seems to be caught out. And I think Wilson, you could tell that he's not played much games for for years. <laughs> he didn't really look like he was up to speed yet. And you could see that. I mean, our, our back four is apart from Webster, you've got a centre back who's decent but has barely played. Darren Barr, who's not played a right-back much. He's been midfield for us most of the time. And a left-back who's been drafted in because Granger's out. It was pretty makeshift and it was pretty obvious, I thought, for most of the game. Celtic could have been 4-5 or five up at half-time. Bizarrely, it looked like when it went 2-1 with an absolute jammiest goal I've ever seen. <laughs> it looked like we could actually suddenly get... Celtic actually started to look a bit nervous and it was a bit bizarre because it could have been about 6-1 by that stage. But the two <laughs> goals at the end... The two goals at the end were, I mean, it was fairly a, a fair reflection of the game, I thought, but at the same time... It was about it hard to take when it, because of when it happened. You got yourself back to 2-1 and it's going to, well, maybe we've got a chance of getting some here. Even even getting beat 2-1 would have been a fairly decent result, given the way the game had panned out. But then, beating the late goals, it just kind of sends you home depressed. And It does make, it makes it look a lot worse, even aye. though I'd say it was fairly... Fairly just, I mean, if we'd been, if we'd lost 2 1 in that game and 4 0 in the last one, it would have just been bizarre because the last game it was like 
we actually played really well for long spells of the game and it was a Celtic team to finish yeah. every chance I, they got. I thought that was a big difference between when we played you at Tynecastle and when we played you at Celtic Park because at Tynecastle you battered Fraser Foster's goal and at Celtic Park on Saturday there Zaluska never done a thing for 45 minutes I think one of the only times he made a save would have been one save and then he had to pick a ball in it and that was, that was about it we we done the wrong way round. We should have given given the rubbish keeper more shots. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the the banner that the Green Brigade had? Yeah, yeah it was very elaborate. It was a fun. bit too elaborate. Must it was banner, but it was, I don't know how they find enough time to to think these kind of things through because it had the the bulldozer going side to side. Oh. It's that's, that's, that's a winter break for you, man. Something done else to do. It's a hip joke from about five years ago. It's like, come on, think up something new. If you've not seen it, the videos on the forum. If you go in the, the Celtic versus Hearts thread, there was a few sort of um, banners throughout the day. I think my favourite one was Mercer's Dream, one team in Edinburgh. <laughs> then it said bye bye after it. Yeah. Which kind of seemed a bit odd, but it seemed like it's funny. It's, it's the usual football banner. It's entertaining. I thought it was a wee bit outdated myself. I think that, oh, the hearts, the financial problems aren't gone, but yeah, they're out of the thing. media now. It's not really in the, the, the line. Hearts are all right this week, I think, as we were looking at it. Hearts are, <laughs> the wrong are now week. splashing out, getting in big international defenders. And Do you really think we're paying any of his wages? <laughs> surely you're paying something towards it. You wouldn't well, get well, him totally for free, surely. But why? What would be the point? Because McGowan, he's obviously in to replace McGowan, whose wages, I understand, were pretty much about 1,500 quid a week. And it, I heard that, I mean, I, I don't know, but I've heard that he's on about, what, 15 grand at Liverpool well, or something? I would have guessed. What would be the point in, in less than 10% of his wages? Would but he, then what would a... be the point in Liverpool loaning him out and not getting anything, especially when he's going to be out of contract in the summer? It doesn't make sense for, for either yeah, side, really. I don't know. Well, yeah, but if, if no one else was interested in him, then... But they've still got, like... A week left of the, uh, more than a week left of the transfer. Maybe, maybe we are, but it just it would just seem pointless because we could even pay it. We'd have to pay less. So you'd be, you'd be talking about a thousand pounds. I mean, with uh, it just seems like pointless. Maybe we are paying that. Too. I I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people who think that a few Hearts fans think that <clears throat> he's a possibility as a long term sign. I just can't see it. But not if he's at fifteen grand a week. He's not. I mean, no, it's got to be realistic though. He needs something to get his career kick started again. I will say that 15 grand is just what I'd heard. It's by no means gospel. But I imagine he's on a pretty decent wage at Liverpool. I would have thought he would have been on about 15 because I would have thought Rangers would have been offering him a, at least 10 anyway. Just no, they'd have been offering him EBTs and all sorts. That's <laughs> it. Please be under the table bonuses. They are perfectly legal, of course, according to the FTT. Most of them are perfectly legal. That's, that's open for appeal, of course. Someone did say that suggestions are he. he quite fancies coming back up north, but then to me that suggests that, well, there's only one team, well, two who would be able to get anywhere close to his wages down south, and one of them is his former team, and one of them is, well, a team which you can't imagine signing him. Was he not so, a Celtic fan? He was a target for us at one point, I'm sure I heard him linked with. I'm sure he's a Celtic fan. Possibly, I suppose, but I mean, it depends. I mean, if he wants to come up north, then he's either going to have to go to Ibrox or Parkhead or take a huge wage cut, basically, because although Hearts are got... Our financial difficulties, I can't imagine anyone else outside the old firm would be able to pay much more than us. I think we're just kind of now, we've now leveled out with everyone else, basically. Yeah. So, I don't know. I can't I can't see us being able to afford him. And to be honest, I've got to wait and see if he does any, 
Give him, I'll, I'll let him off for Saturday because he's not played in a long time, but he didn't exactly look very assured. <laughs> he, he's probably worth a punt if he can show anything like what he was, what he was at Rangers, for instance. Like, he looked a decent player at Rangers and then went to Liverpool and just disappeared. He did. Maybe it was Davy Weir that was, that was helping him through the games so much. Well be. Right, because one of the, the benefits they had with him was Davy Weir wouldn't run about much, but... Yep. Wilson did, yep. and if Wilson made a mess of it, then we was there to clean up, mm-hmm. so it worked pretty well. Yeah, so I thought I'd, I'd move on a wee bit and mention Billy Mackay. He's equaled, equaled the Inverness goal record in the SPL. Already? Already. It was Craig Dargo. 20 goals, it's incredible. It is, it is. It's, yeah. I'm surprised that nobody's really sniffing around him. Although, mm-hmm. maybe it's just because it's this one season he's really come to the fore and but he'd be a decent punter. I couldn't see him costing too much for a, a club down south, maybe in League One. Aye. I mean, we see Bournemouth already getting, um, uh, what's it, Fraser from Aberdeen for 400000 I thought his contract was up, but you can't imagine a team like Inverness would be able to turn down very much, you know, with all due respect to them. I think Fraser's value would have been boosted by the potential for compensation if he'd went in the summer. Mm-hmm. I think artificially boosted because Liam Kelly went for only two hundred grand. The story I was hearing about Fraser though is he's got a decent sell-on clause in that contract. Right. So although Aberdeen maybe haven't made much money at him now, they might do later on. It's pretty important with these players, isn't it, to get that yeah. in there? Because yeah, if if he if he does become a fantastic player and Bournemouth managed to get you know four or five million from, then even if they've got a ten percent, you know, it can be another another yeah, it doubles what ball. they've got from now effectively. Always used to get, always used to force fifty percent sell-ons in Football Manager. Always used to make sure they were in. for <laughs> <laughs> it, it never really came in for me whenever I done that, Laurie. I don't know why. I maybe just didn't sell players when they were on the up. Ah, uh, no, you get a good, yeah, lots of good cash windfalls if you make sure the hefty sell-ons. I don't like selling players on that. So you got to watch though, because the game and the new ones, they they try and change it to. Sell on uh, of um, of profit yeah. on top. I always change it to the whole fifty percent of everything you get. I want it. Oh, I've <laughs> went Rangers in the classic mode. Quite like the classic. It's good. A new one. I've not. I've not got a new one yet. Uh, oh, I don't, I'm not going to tell that, you what, what happened. Is that classic Rangers? What's it? Place the new Rangers. <laughs> What's the point of going Rangers? Oh. You know, that's just. Point, that's just like, it's like, my first game playing it, so I wanted to go a team that would be quite easy to get myself into the game and, and learn the players, the, learn the signings. That takes it to a whole new level. It's just that's like that's like cheating and putting Man City in the. Oh, there's cheats in it. You can pay like a fiver to get fifty million pound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unethical. Hating people on football manager. I didn't know you could do that. That's just that's terrible. I think people more edit the game as well, put loads of funds and things in. Oh, just... I did that. I went to Northampton, this was years ago, and their stadium held 2 million people. I was selling it out every week. Brilliant. <laughs> See, I, just, I, 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 I can't agree with that. It was against, <laughs> it was against all my morals. You, you could take blue square teams to the Premier League without cheating, though. So it's, well, it's well, no sense of achievement otherwise. Anyway. I had all the big players. It's disgusting. David, that's <laughs> disgusting. Henri. Anyway, what other games happened at the weekend? Can't remember. Dundee United. We need to talk about Dundee United. We need to talk about Gary McKay, Stephen. Oh, aye, aye. <laughs> he done. He done something that I do in most games. Chest the ball, what, barbs it, pass? his foot, 
and then flick it over the head, just take, taking the, the pee out of the players. The question is, though, is do you usually get halved after you've done it like he did? <laughs> I was see the thing on the BBC they showed you like they had the the small wee clip of him doing that, and a guy at my work watched it. And he says, oh, I bet, I bet he got taken out after that. And I was like, aye, did you not watch uh, the highlights? He did. <laughs> after playing a rubbish pass, <laughs> did he need to take him out? I don't know where no. his pass was going. Yeah, that was a strange one. Aye, I think you've got to do that because you're embarrassed. Somebody embarrasses you. Got, you've got to, I would have pulled him back there and then. I just would have stopped him getting past me. Do you remember when... Um, no morals at all. Do you, re- do you remember when, uh, was it Nani who did it against Arsenal, did some keepy-ups and all the Arsenal players started going mad trying to kill him, trying to hack him? I hate that. Just, they're entertaining the crowd. That's what we're paying to see. Comp- the just, comments I did it earlier. I, I was going to say, that's why Chris yeah. is defending it so strong. Ah, that's what I, You're right. I did do a trick it in a game and play. I mean, it's not wrong. It was a nice bit of skill. I mean, it's defenders' fault for getting ripped, isn't it? I mean, Harkins did it for Killing the other week. He did a against Celtic with his double nutmeg. That was superb. Mm-hmm. Someday in the forum, I think it was Japester was saying that uh, Richard Keys and Andy Gray were talking about it and tweeting it, and I was thinking Dundee United are not going to like that in the transfer window. Oh, oh great! Maybe, maybe I can get Gary McKay Stephen sold before the Morrow Heights game. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be fast moving. I think Dundee United uh, have they not got him in a reasonable contract though? Because I'm pretty sure they've already sort of turned down some interest in him. I don't know. I don't think they'd take peanuts for him. There's him and then there's Johnny Russell scoring a perfect hat trick. Again, you just want to say, look, just chill out here, have, have a quiet month in January. Fire not all guns in February when we can't sell you. I don't know. Dundee United are fighting for that imaginary eighth place just to to put a marker down for next season when that matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, don't get me started on that. John Daly's talking about it today, actually. That's what he's saying. He's, he's not in favour of that. Eight, eight, eight. Ah, I read that. No, sur- no really surprise for a team that's sitting in the eighth place. <laughs> I'm surprised if anyone's actually. Uh, the majority of people, are, in terms of fans or people involved in the game, seem to be against it. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I just don't see why they want to do it. Anyway, we're going to move to. I was going to say, I'm, I'm still waiting for the Gary Deegan's um, suspension to come up. Can't be done. Why not? Because the referee gave a foul. What? The referee, the referee has deemed it dealt with because he gave a foul. Aye, that's it. It's oh, a case closed Wait. if the ref gives The ref a... gave a throw-in with the, the one with Ryan Stevenson. Yep, so it was not dealt with. <laughs> yeah, he but wasn't he punished yet. He, he saw it and he said it, was, it wasn't it was a foul. It's ridiculous. Oh, I know, I totally agree with you. But that's the rule. See, this is a problem. This is why... Fair, you can't start going and see, looking at tackles which the referee saw in the game afterwards and re-refereeing a game unless you can do it everywhere across the board. Because I, I mean, I'm not that bothered about Deegan not getting punished, but it's just it's just stupid because otherwise it's not fair. One player gets done for a tackle after a game somewhere. It's, uh, it's just the way it is. I like to mention. Uh, well, it shouldn't be. <laughs> John Logan. I should apologise for uh, stealing your thunder there, Craig, because we talked about that in Twitter this morning. <laughs> Oh. I asked you the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <What>? alright. <laughs> I I was going to mention that John Logie Baird scored for Dundee, so I went off to have a wee read up about him. Right, obviously he made a TV as well as scoring for Dundee, but John Logie Baird did not only invent the, the first or one of the first TVs, but he also invented a thermal undersock. He was a bit an inventor. Baird suffered from cold feet. And after a number of trials, he found that... He an, suffered from cold I, feet. He had a what? few trials, 
and he found he found an extra layer of cotton inside the sock provided warmth. So basically, he just thought put another sock on, and he invented that. But what we're saying here is John Logie Baird was a football fan. He went along in the football, got cold feet, decided that wasn't good enough, invented a sock that would keep his feet warm. It was still cold, so he invented a device that would let him watch football in his house. <laughs> in, his, in his 20s, he tried to create diamonds by heating graphite and shorted out Glasgow's electricity supply. <laughs> <laughs> I bet this folk could still do that. <laughs> See, that's if football has led to me learning a bit about one of our, a, a national hero. John Logie Baird setting up the, the TV or one of the scoring first against people. Hibs. And scoring That's against better. Hibs. That's better. <laughs> He's over a hundred years old. He got like Kelvin Wilson banned for two games, you know what I mean? He looked like he was gonna cry when he scored. Right, I've got I've got a stat for Dundee. They've got the lowest points total at this point in the season since Dundee United in two thousand, two thousand and one. And United stayed up in that season. And that well, was they had that influx of uh, like players from Honduras and stuff, wasn't it? That was McClymont Scott on Twitter that provided that. I stole it. I didn't ask him if I could use it. I just stole it from him. So that's the season that that's the season McLean punched John Barnes, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what sort of stupid question is that? But, but my reckoning, uh, they've got, what, 13 points and about 10 of them have come off hearts and hubs. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly right. And they play us. They play us in just over a week again as well. So go for three, three wins out of three against you. It's only it's only reason I'm not concerned about relegation is the fact Dundee are down there. But could be even could be better if we just beat in Dundee. We'd be close, pretty close to friggin' second place at the moment. Right, is that us for the SPL then? Anything else? Thanks, I'm just gone, I want to go back to the, the hat tricks thing you were mentioning earlier about Higdon getting up to four hat tricks, and that's his highest, isn't a, a Celtic or a Rangers player. Yep. Larson get 12, Boyd get seven, Hartson get five, Higdon and Stokes have got four, and then you're looking at Gary Hooper, Gary McSwiggin, Kenny Miller, Rod Wallace, and Robbie Winters on three. Sweet that's since, that. since 1998. It's on uh, Wikipedia. And without looking it up, because I don't know if it mentions it on this page or not, but there's only two men have ever got back-to-back hat-tricks. One was Henry Larson, another one is Anthony Stokes. And Stokes done it at Falkirk, which made it even more impressive. Surely one of those Larson hat-tricks was against us, because he scored loads of hat-tricks against us. I don't us. actually know. I can't work out what the, what the, the two games for Celtic were. Um, the Stokes game, the Stokes back-to-back hat-tricks were against Dundee United and Dunfermline. In late 2006, but I can't work out what the, the end of Arsenal ones are. Good stats, Chris. That's what I like to hear. I don't. <laughs> you don't like to hear stats? No, not about Henrik Larson scoring loads of goals. All oh, right, right, okay. That's, that's a thought. That's what, Stokes must have got two with Falkirk and two with Celtic, if he's got four. Well, aye, that's what that adds up to. I was just counting my fingers there, yeah. yeah. Larson <laughs> scored. Larson scored against Hearts. Two hat tricks. One, two, three, four, four doubles. In total, he played 26 and he scored 23 against Hearts. Laurie, you should know that it's not called a double in football. A brace. It's called a brace. (laughs) (laughs) That's another one for the topic. Sounds like he was wearing something in his teeth when he was playing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're talking about brace. Uh, Gary Hooper's brace uh, is, according to London Hearts, 12 goals in 11 games that's taken his talk to against Hearts. Ah, you're on London Hearts yeah. as well, that's what I oh. It's a crank site, that. It is. It's great for even, uh, not even just Hearts-related stats. Yeah. Wait, what, what site is this you're telling me about? London Hearts, it's got, I mean, 
especially for Hearts, it's got loads of stats, but it's got a lot of Scottish-related stats as well, and a lot of Scottish team-related stats in Europe and stuff. It's very thorough. Oh, it's got a splash screen. No, no, I don't like a <laughs> splash screen. No. Follow them on Twitter, then. That's what I do. Right. I'm not for instance, for instance, SPL stats. Oh, SPL stats you, is good. I'll send you a link to the Larson page, just for an example, the kind of stuff they have, but it is, it is very good. Oh, um, the styling. Somebody needs to work on that. Oh, aye, the styling is rubbish, but that's not the point. It's the content. Stats, it's bare bones stats. All right, so, I'll, all right I'll, I'll have a look and I'll see if I can get some more stats for, for next week. I was trying even, hard this week. It's actually even, you can go back to games from whenever and it actually links to like uh, reports and like the Scotsman and stuff from that game, even in like the 90s and things. It's quite handy. Right. I'll, I'll have a look at that. Londonhearts.com. You need to put up with a stupid splash screen. Right, the SFL, the first division. It's probably the, the most competitive the division in the in the country. In the world. In the world, because you've got Ian Murray at the bottom, working wonders with Dumbarton after they got another win at the weekend, this time against fellow relegation rivals, Airdrie United. After Cowdenbeath's game was postponed, that leaves Dumbarton tying with them and Airdrie on 17 points. Dumbarton have three games in hand over Airdrie and one in hand over Cowdenbeath so they're looking good to get out of bottom place Dunfermline against Livingston is a standout probably for this coming weekend with Livingston nine points behind the pars but they've got two games in hand so I win there and then if they win their games in hand they're equal on points I think Morton are, are sitting pretty at the top at the moment but Partick have got a couple of games in hand and they could move top if they win both of them and the SFL 2 is pretty boring, to be honest, because we've got Queen of the South winning again. They're 19 points clear of Alloa, and other than those two, there's, there's nothing really happening in the table because the rest of the places are potentially irrelevant. But if reconstruction <laughs> goes ahead, it doesn't matter where they finish. In fact, they've decided to pretend that the pitches were frozen and Air versus Stennis Muir, Brecon versus Albion Rovers and Stranraer versus Arbroath were all called off just because in protest at the reconstruction. So, <laughs> no point in playing on. Albion Rovers might get relegated absolutely nowhere. <laughs> that's it, that's it. Aye. Albion Rovers are looking to sign international goalkeepers in the canny because they, they don't know where they're going to be playing. Well, them are Rangers, one another. <laughs> <laughs> so in the third division, still in game against Annan was called off due to a frozen pitch, but I'm not too sure who'd done the, the pitch inspection because I was playing football the night before and it was fine. <laughs> So, although I was on AstroTurf, but even so, nah, I, they didn't do the key test right. They need to get Andy Walker involved. Uh, Easterland were beat by Queen's Park, who are sitting comfortably in second place behind Rangers, who are running away with it. Although it wasn't easy for them up in Peterhead, but it's no surprise. The referee stepped in, sent another man off. <laughs> That's it. Well, you can't, there can't be any complaints, so. No. I looked it up, from the last 14 games, seven of them you've had a man sent off against you. <laughs> but it was stupid, the guy's he's going to have to get a bit up the arse after that, because there was no reason for him to handle it. No reason at all. He deserved the second jello, and he should be ashamed. That's the thing, at that level you get sent off for all sorts of stupid things. Yeah, well you'd get sent off for a, you get a yellow card for a deliberate handball at any level. Yeah. But you're more likely to do it at that level because you're less experienced. And... Yeah, it bounced up, and I don't know. There's the the pundits were trying to say was the was he expecting a kick in the face or what? I don't know. It just seems stupid. <laughs> uh, Sandaza scored his first goal in five months. 
which is surprising. But I say surprising because based on the... <laughs> Surprise because you've been in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But prior to coming to Rangers, I was a massive fan. But he's just not really... I know you are. Oh, I remember those days. At the end of it. Oh, I know. Aye, so that's good they scored. And attendance, 4,855 is a record at Balmer. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> hey, that's it for the SFL. Good. <laughs> Laurie, don't you be cutting that bit out. You know what? I like the SFL. At least I like the SFL division. <laughs> the other two divisions are killing me. I'm, on, I'm only joking. I, the, I, the SFL 3 would be a lot more interesting if there was a pyramid system. Let's face it. Exactly. at the moment, it's Rangers are on the way with it and nobody else cares. If you finish bottom three seasons in a row, you lose your voting. That's it. That's your punishment. You do not Ooh, get to you vote. Make, you make it to be the same level as Rangers. <laughs> exactly. Aye. That's a terrible punishment, that. But I don't know if any clubs got it, because East Stirling's normally down there, but I don't know if they make it three seasons in a row. Uh, I think they usually just manage to pull it out somewhere along the way. Yeah. Who's bottom now, anyway? Stirling. Anyway. Is it Stirling? Aye. From one rubbish level of football to another. Scotland. Hey, one Gordon Strachan, the way forward. Well, I, he's good. I'm, I'm pleased that, that Strachan got picked. I'm not You're too sure. Backwards anymore, would it? I'm not too sure about his assistant, but I don't know how good McGee is at being an assistant. <laughs> Hopefully, he's better at being an assistant than as a manager. Well, sometimes that. people are better coaches than their managers, so that might work really well. Might do. He's Say got that, a good maybe. record on YouTube. You just look him up. Hey, Wikipedia. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Cut that <laughs> out, Larry. <laughs> to be fair, McGee, he had... He Doesn't have a good like, record on YouTube. <laughs> he, he, he was appalling at Aberdeen, but, you know, people forget how well he did with Mullerwell before that. and He had some he had some alright spells down south, I think. Not that I was following it all that much. Look but, him up on YouTube, you'll find out. I see what he's, he's got a video about himself. <laughs> <coughs> what tube is that? You, YouTube, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I thought, I'm not a, a massive Gordon Strachan fan, I'll be honest. He gets on my nerves after a while, especially when he's in charge of Celtic. But um, <laughs> I think he was the best option from basically what was on the table. You know, he's, he's I think he'll, should have the respect to most of the players and, he did. I thought he did a better job at Celtic than what he was often given credit for. To be I honest. agree. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was, it was the thing. The old firm things that always mystified me is the fact that, like O'Neill and Advocat were like they seemed to idolise and McLeish and Strachan. There was always this underlying dislike for them, even though they did better with much less. <laughs> I just I always find that really weird about them both. I think that old firm fans are just fickle. I think that you know, I mean, winning so often. Advocate and Neil spent, especially Advocate, they spent bucket loads and they did well, but they didn't. I don't think they won as much in comparison to either Strachan or McLeish in the time they were there, did they? Oh, no, Neil's record was ridiculously good. Aye, O'Neill was, was the one that was breaking records. I, I've I seen it recently. It basically goes O'Neill, Lennon, Strachan on what number of what percentage games won or something. Aye. And Neil's percentage is like seventy six percent or something. I think there you are. There's Lennon's is seventy one or something, and Strachan's is about sixty nine or something. Like that. What did he win in the in the time though? He didn't really. Well, that's the thing. Once you start factoring what, what trophies he actually won, Strachan's up there with as good as Neil. In fact, what, I mean. Stra- what really gives Strachan the edge over Neil is Neil had Seville, but Strachan had the last sixteen in the Champions League twice. That's what I was about to say. And did he not in the time frame he was there? Did he not win the same amount, which was in less time than O'Neill, or am I just? Uh, I can't remember the final count, but it could be something like that. Because Strachan was there four years. 
one yeah, of but the but you, had, you, had, a lot less, you oh. had a lot less to work work with than well that, yeah that that to me is where, stre- where striking strength was the fact that what what O'Neill did well with a, a, lot, a lot more money than Strachan did. He had Henrik Larson in the team for four or five years he was there, whereas Strachan kind of had to cut the budget from what O'Neill had left him and still managed to do at least as well, arguably better in some fields. In terms of, I mean, I remember O'Neill's teams and I mean, he was, they were notorious for getting results without being very pretty about it. I mean, they did hammer a lot of teams on occasion, but... I remember lots of games where it would be like a useful Haran header, lots of long balls up the field and getting a 1-0 win at Parkhead. It was... Yeah, it was I mean, he got his results. I, I mean, think the, the problem same. was there was more of the good games than there was the rubbish 1-0 wins under O'Neill, whereas by stacking it was the other way around. Or at least that was the perception. I don't know if those yeah. actually match up for what it was. You think he suffered a lot for that early... Um, you know, you, you, The art media. The art yeah. media that... It's not I, 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 th- I think there was certainly an element of striking not really recovering for that art media thing. Is, you almost got it in the second leg, though, did you not? That was did the thing. We were, we were four nil up. I, I think Craig Beatty had a good chance with a couple of minutes to go. They made it 5-5 in the aggregate. I yeah. mean, it's hard sometimes to change early sort of perceptions you get early. If you like, I, I'd probably be the same with McGlynn if, you know, it's not going to happen, Like, but if he somehow managed to turn into a decent manager... <laughs> It's never going to happen, like, but you never know, hypothetically. <laughs> Going off on a tangent about the, the, I actually had this conversation with someone earlier today where they say they still don't rate Kelvin Wilson, and I'm fairly sure this is because Kelvin Wilson made a complete mess at Ibrox in his first visit there. Aye. Because he had an absolute horrendous game at Ibrox, there's some Celtic fans still think he's rubbish, even though I've seen him go up against Lionel Messi and it'll better. Ha- it'll, happen with, it'll happen with people getting more sort of time if they're like an idol, you know, if they, or if they've done well in the past, they'll get more time from the fans and people, it'll take a lot more time for people to turn on them, even if the results aren't bad. But I think, I think it's, I think it's a good appointment. Um, I, I don't know, McGee, I'm six and a half a dozen about the assistant. I'm, it's always hard to tell. I think it depends on the manager how important the assistant is. I think with a lot of managers, the assistant is basically there just to basically just assist. But they seem good pals. That's, I mean, that's one good thing about it. I don't know. What, what, when it comes to internationals, I think you need a good assistant so you've got someone else that can go to the games and report yeah, back yeah. to Scotland players. Because I know they were talking about that already. I think Strachan's been to see Jamie Mackey at QPR. And McGee right, was yeah. talking about going to some other game while he was going to be going somewhere else. They were both going to be going separate places anyway. And I think you need that when you've got your yeah. so many players to pitch so from. Is, it, is McGee in a, is he in a full-time position? Because I know Houston wasn't. Uh, I think Houston only wasn't because Houston also had another proper job, whereas McGee obviously doesn't at the moment. So I don't do you know. Think that, do you think that affected things? Well, that, I'm I'm wondering if it's if it's if it is a full time job. Surely we were losing out a bit when Houston was only joining up when the during the international breaks, and that's it. I don't know. I don't I mean, know their exact think... role, like day to day. Obviously, I know the that they go and watch games, but. Yeah, the, the the problem with that though is the players only just join up from day to day, <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Yes, and that must be all international break. Mm-hmm. I think, like in terms of what you're saying, if McGee's out watching players, then obviously that's basically two sets of eyes on players a lot of time. Whereas Houston, I mean, I mean, he'd be watching teams because who he's playing for Dundee United, or he'd be if he's not managing. If he's not got a game to manage, he'd probably be at a game watching the next team he'd be playing. Yeah, some of that's transferable. Uh, oh, yeah, to a degree. Yeah, you might be able to yeah, kill focus, two birds with one stone. Yeah, but... His focus would have been on his club duties, definitely. Yeah, and the, the big problem with that then is he's then stuck looking at the Scottish game, whereas 
how many times have we picked for a Scotland squad out of the Championship and out of League One now? And what, what, it's Jordan Woods <laughs> getting in. When did Levine ever pick SBL players anyway? So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think... much about Houston told them, man. I think it'll be interesting to see how he does. I mean, I, I was never... I've, I've been a, a long-term critic of Levine, the job Levine's been doing. I thought there was a lot of papering over cracks. And to be honest, I didn't think he did any better than even the likes of votes in Burley, to be honest, I, I no. thought... No, I don't think so well. I, but I, I think it goes back to what we said earlier about the fact that Anil had lots of money and Strachan had less to work with but was able to still achieve the same kind of level. And hopefully, that's what Strachan's strength is going to be. He's going to have, OK, I've got this to work with, but I'll get the best out of it. Well, I think we've... I, I think that's, that's, that's one of my main criticisms of Levine in comparison with the likes of especially votes is because... I thought we at that at that stage we had nothing to work with. Um, it was almost it was almost because the SPL was booming more at the time, full of foreigners. It, it was like we were basically using you know most of our team were Premier League reserves or even Championship reserves. I think we've actually got a pretty good pool of players and not world beaters, but better than what we were under. In Levine, some departments, was... I think we're lacking in defence. Yeah, I think that's I a, a, a big gap there. A wee bit, but our problem was. Our problem wasn't generally defence in a lot of the games you saw. I mean, it was struggling to score goals against the likes of Liechtenstein and Lithuania. Yeah, but I think that we've got the raw players who can do that. We've got so many exciting players I think that can defense, create chances, I think, score. I think Levine was kind of a bit... He seemed to be a bit blinded by the fact that some players were playing down south and I just thought some of them just looked like they weren't performing. I thought there was better options in the SPL. Um I think I if that's at... the case, we'll probably get a good manager in charge because Strachan's one of the few people I know that likes to talk up Scottish football. I mean, I just, I just think that for for one, I mean, I'll, well, yeah, I'm biased a wee bit. But I thought the fact that it was constantly when fit, it was going to be better on Caldwell and Webster wasn't going to be involved. I just thought it was a wrong decision. I thought Bera has looked, I think he's looked really poor when I've seen him in recent times, and I know he doesn't get a game all the time at Wolves either, but he seemed to always be the first pick. And I just thought he, I thought he in particular looked pretty suspect in a lot of Scotland games, but it seemed that if he was fit, he would be picked ahead of Webster because he plays in the Championship. I also but think Wallace should be getting picked. I know that there's an argument that he's not playing at the right level for it, but I, I still think he, he's the best we've got uh, left back. Mm. But it's, maybe it's, that's because I see him play so often and. Depends what you do with Charlie Mulgrew. I, I think. Know, but I think, uh, given the, given the, the nod between Charlie Mulgrew and Lee Wallace, you're going to be looking at Lee Wallace is playing in the third division, Charlie Mulgrew is playing the Champions League, and you think, well, surely Charlie Mulgrew's got better experience at the moment. Yes. But there is a chance that Charlie Mulgrew will now end up at centre instead of left, at which point yeah. we are looking for somebody to play left. Yeah, at which point you're probably be... looking at being Lee Wallace because I can't think of anybody else. Or I'd put uh, Mulgrew in midfield. Well, no, because Gary Caldwell will be there. He's just at Gordon Strack if we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's very true. In fact, where's Steve McManus? Did he not find him again? <laughs> thing about Strachan, I remember years ago, he used to always rave about the zonal marking at set pieces and, and oh. people used to mock him, but it seems to be a bit of a trend nowadays that, that clubs are going for that. They're oh, yeah, realising it's a bit too congested in there. when It's, it's, bad. Man- it's like mullets or something. It's just <laughs> flares. It's not a good trend, just because everyone's doing it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think there's a place for it nowadays. I was one of them that mocked it. But I think done right, there's a place for it. When done wrongly, it's laughable. You know what else is a trend at the moment? 4-3-3. Can you know who's playing that? Oh, I've, 
Aye, but it depends what kind of 4 3 3 it is. We've got like the players for that. Fletcher up front, then you've got Naismith Russell. It's when people lie. Mm. No one ever plays a four, no one ever plays four. No, it's a four five one. It's always four five one. It's never three striker. I never know why they call it four three three, because it isn't. It's like we we played that part again. No, it wasn't. That wasn't a four three three. That was John Sutton standing up waiting for something to happen and five in midfield. Well that's just like before three three. Uh, sometimes it looks like four five one if you don't have the ball, but there's other times it looks like like two five three <laughs> if you have got the ball. You're in just constant attack because you want to get your two centre backs. Your wing, your left back, your right back are overlapping. Everybody's sitting hey, down. Two the five line. three. That's a formation in the future. Yeah, sounds good to me. Two five three. <laughs> right, I'm just looking at time, and I'm thinking maybe we should move on to the the charity bit. I found Mark McGee on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> but he is scoring against Hearts in the Scottish Cup semi-final in 1988. <laughs> oh. Is that the last time Aberdeen scored against us? No, I for Celtic. Oh, for Celtic? Yeah. I'm looking at his picture on Wikipedia and he's got a grin as if he's laughing at me for making that mistake. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I made that mistake. He'll never do that again. What a really fake grin. <laughs> well, he looks like he's actually really angry. <laughs> I know, I just looked at it. <laughs> right, Mike Bookie. They give us oh, a ten pound to... free bet. Uh, <coughs> we didn't do. Have you seen the fixtures for this weekend? It just isn't anything good to pick at all. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't prepare for this. I just yeah, for I. Five what's, what's happened? Oh. Let's see. Let's see what what's happening. Aberdeen. Who are Hearts playing Inverness? Oh, Hearts got to win that. I, I'm surprised that the League Cup um, semi is actually even. Basically, I'm not touching same. the cup. I'm just not touching the cup game. Look at Celtic's. I was one to five. Jesus. Really? Against St Mirren in a cup? St Mirren are 9-1 just to win. I'm so. sure St Mirren knocked us out a cup the last time we played them and something. We beat them in a league all the time, but play them in a cup and we'll get gumped. Right, I'm going to go for one that's a bit of a stretch here. I'm going to go for Dumbarton to beat Hamilton. Uh, uh. I like those odds. Like those odds. Um, oh, I've not even looked at the form, man. I'm just... You go with Partick. Oh, yeah. Dumbarton are on form, so I like oh, agree with that. But, aye. You right, you've got Falkirk. You've got Falkirk against Airdrie United because yeah. my odds were pretty good, so we don't need to really stretch it for the the other two remaining games. <laughs> well, so you got Partick, Cowden, Beef, but I mean Dundee United, Ross County. Oh, I don't know. Ross County, there's gonna be goals in that, isn't there? <clears throat> no, no, no. What about Celtic against Dundee United on Tuesday? No. You get that in early because Dundee United no. haven't won at Parkhead since '92. No, but it might draw. <laughs> right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go and pick one because I don't know, I was gonna I don't wanna pick Allo again, they let me down. Let me down. Let the charity bet down and they let my bet down. I got a three pound bet from William Hill because of- I know I should have put it on William Hill, but I'd already put it on four out of five. I went I'll even though McBookie are better. Um you know what? I'm actually gonna go with oh, I don't find one hit a bit of a rut. I can't I need to Aye, check. Little home. Mm. It's against Livingston though. I've already no, mentioned that Livingston are sneaking up on them. What about um? What about who else are Morton? Have they? They're still top. I mean, they must Morton be. Home Rovers. Aye, Rovers. The Rovers Stovies. Rovers are hitting this. I'm gonna go. Morton are eight to eleven. I mean, that's no bad. Right, okay. top. I'll go Morton. I'll go with the Morton. Right. right. The returns are gonna be astronomical. Do you want me to just pick Rangers in? It's up at fifty-five pound already. Really? Aye. But we should have bet, put Rangers, I don't know. Don't, don't, oh, don't, 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 don't
point. It's, Mon- it's the mighty Montrose as well. The Gable Endings are due a result against them after last time. <laughs> oh, okay, geese Falkirk against the Airdrie. Falkirk, Airdrie, you sure? Yep, yep, go on up. That seems the best of a bad bunch. £84.75. Oof. Woof! That's, that's brave. Right, that's a £10 free bet courtesy of McBookie. That'll do very nicely. Right, we'll move on. We'll do the predictions for the SPL. We were all rubbish last week. Nothing really jumped out as being no, correct or even terrible. close. Nah, rubbish. Right, so we've got a game on Tuesday. Celtic against Dundee United. And I mentioned briefly there that Dundee United haven't won at Parkhead since 1992. So I don't think they're going to win Tuesday. But as Chris says, a draw is possible. I'm going to go 2-0 Celtic. Uh, I'm going two each because I honestly think it was draw. I think, I think United play a lot better with Gary McKay Steven than the team and he's back so yes yep I wouldn't be surprised if it was a draw I don't know 3-1 Celtic 3-1 right then we're on to the weekend and what we'll do is we'll do the SPL games first We've got Dundee United again and they're playing Ross you County you haven't put them in the predictor yet oh come on eh? I'll, I'll put them in before anyone listens you know that... to this so <laughs> just pretend that... they're there it's guaranteed that I won't do the predict. The only way I can remember to do them is if I do them as we do it. You should podcast. sign up to the email reminder. That's what reminds me when I don't do it. Aye, exactly. Unless whoever wrote the email reminder wrote it wrong and it was sending out <laughs> reminders for a game on the 29th of December 2013. But don't <laughs> so worry because... Be the winter break, you know? <laughs> I, f- I fixed that. <laughs> right, anyway. Dundee United, Ross County. I'm going to go 3-1. Dundee United. I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. And I'm going to sit in between those. I'm going to say 2-1, Dundee United. Then on Sunday, we've got Aberdeen against Hibs, which is on Sky Sports 1 at 12.30 kick-off. That's a tough one to call. I'm going to go 2-1, Aberdeen. 0-0. No, no. I'm going to get Skelf sitting on this fence or not. I'm going to say one each, McGinn and Griffiths. <laughs> Is Griffith's going to still be there? Aye, he's, he's, still there. At the end of the aye. he's there till the end of the season. He's a, I just don't understand this. Why loan out a player when his contract's running out in the summer? So yeah. that's him and Wilson. A, a waste of money. They're just sending him out on loan when they could be trying to sell him in the last week. If they don't sell him, then loan him out. I, I'm going to have a word with the chairman because it's not good enough. Right, the next game is Dundee <laughs> against Killy. I'm going to go for an away win. 2 0. <sighs> I'm tempted to say an away win because it's Dundee, but then I think Kelly have lost a couple of key players in the transfer window. Dundee mm. actually got a result. Is it one of their one of their few some of their few points that weren't from um, Edinburgh teams were against Kelly, and did they definitely drew them at the start of the season? Did they know? See, we could check the form list on. Oh, yeah, actually, predictors not yet. If the match is the predictor, well, the head to head, the head to head with Dundee and Kilmarnock is nil um, nil. The only game this season. Uh, and the previous one to that was on the 17th of January last year, and it was 2-1 Kilmarnock, and that cup. must have been a uh, cup replay, and the game previous to that was 1-1 again. So I remember a cup. Oh, well, I'll go a draw then, one each. Let's go with that. Same, 1-1. Right, we're in cup duty now on Saturday. Monarchs! At Laurie's second home. <laughs> we've got Inverness against Hearts Hearts are, Two games since we've won there Come on Hearts are cheating like... here They've somehow managed to get a home game In the cup <laughs> it's, it's no fair Right so I'm going to think They're going to get home advantage here 
See, you keep saying that. Two one. Uh, uh, yes, it's in Edinburgh, but Celtic's games in Glasgow. So, see, I just don't know where where else you would play it. I mean, because I suppose you could play it, but Tordry, it's a bit of a dump, isn't it? <laughs> you need you kick you could I mean like you, people suggest Tanadice, but I mean you're not gonna it's not big enough really like Hearts have already sold ten thousand plus for it I mean it just makes more sense to me and I well, suppose you also need to remember that Dundee United are at home on Saturday Dundee are at home on Sunday Aberdeen are at home on Saturday <laughs> so there wasn't really any other option Aberdeen got moved to Sunday I reckon that's Aye. because Hibs would have been worried about their lovely new stand getting wrecked. Oh, you can't. Should be pleased to get get to see what it looks like full for a change. <laughs> right, predictions. I've went two one hearts. Oh, I like the sound of that. Uh, I'm going to be optimistic because, well, it's the last hope of the season not being a complete disaster. Is this League Cup, which apparently McGlynn said this is what we had it planned at the start of the season. We wanted to do well in the League Cup because we knew it's been 50 years since we've won it, and I, you know, we've only been to one League Cup final since we last won it in the early 60s. Really? I did not know that. Only been to one final, and I'm sure I'm sure it's something ridiculous. Like I might be wrong. I'm sure it's something stupid, like 17 semis or something. I don't know what that might be. Completely wrong. I, I've forgotten. But anyway, we lose a lot of semi-finals in this competition. So uh, everyone points them Verness can send the run they're on. But I'm gonna be optimistic, and I'm gonna say three-one Hearts. I don't I don't know if I could handle a one-goal lead. Maybe too much stress for me. I think you're both stand. mad. I think it's going to be 2-0 Inverness. Oh. I, don't, I don't see any reason why Inverness won't win this game. Two games we played as Inverness this season. The first one... Uh, you're thinking of the league. You're thinking see, to be honest, I've seen Hearts just at the weekend there, and that's the worst I've seen Hearts this season. So your previous games don't matter a jot. Inverness are bang on form at the moment, and they'll just yeah, continue that. I just think it's uh, the difference between the league and the cup. Wheels are going to come off. Up. Wheels have got to come off. Right. Something. So on Sunday then, we've got the game on BBC One at 2.30. I bet it's not in HD because the BBC don't do that unless it's an English game. And that's St Mirren against Celtic. Take it, you're going, Chris? Uh, it'll be in HD for me because I'll be there. <laughs> that's <laughs> 3D. It's HD when you're actually there. If you're... HD is better than what people see it as. Do you need to wear the glasses when you're there to get the 3D? Oh, that's 3D. <laughs> when it says HD. You, when, I watch a, when I watch a Blu-ray, I, I don't see people in that much detail. <laughs> To be honest, it's Hamden, so I need my binoculars. You will. It'll be in about, well, that's not even standard there, <laughs> from that distance. It'll be like watching the Celtic highlights on YouTube. It'll be like watching <laughs> the Celtic live game on some dodgy stream from some Celtic TV where each player was about four pixels. <laughs> that's all right, because I tend to get a, a ticket for the, uh, the main stand or the north stand rather than behind the goals, which isn't quite as bad. I bet you're in the comfy seats, aren't you? No. No, no there's not any. <laughs> Right, but you sit next to the cup at the final. <laughs> They're comfy seats. Right, St Mirren against Celtic. I'm going to go for an away win, two one. I'm going to continue my. What's an away win at Hamden? You <laughs> <laughs> saying that because Celtic are the team second in the yes, list? I'm I'm being accurate. Um, kind of. Uh, yeah. well, it's like in the cup final, Hearts were the second team, so it's all that's that's why it's one five. That's why you got to put the one. In one hand and the five another, so it says one five. What was the yeah. score again in that final? Five one. Your, your banner at the game and Saturday I was wrong then because that said five one. Oh come on. Anyway, I'm going to be optimistic because the Hearts are going to get through, and I didn't want to play Celtic in the final. So St Mirren are going to win. <laughs> They're going to win. I said it well. That wouldn't surprise me. They're going to win one <laughs> nil. They're going to do what Kilmarnock. One nil. Going to one nil. Celtic are going to soak up the pressure 
and they're going to hit. And Paul McGowan's going to score to haunt his old club. Either that or Stevie Thompson, because Ray will say so at halftime. That's just possible. I'm still going 2-0 Celtic. <clears throat> Far too sensible right. for my liking. Submitting 1-0, 14-1 with McBookie. Have a bang on that. See, see if you're going to put a bet on St Mirren. one nil's probably a brilliant idea. <clears throat> Right. No, I'll do that, and I'll do that, and then Celtic will score in 90 seconds again, and my whole afternoon will be screwed. <laughs> 90 seconds, one uh, will be happy. <laughs> as long as we keep scoring. <laughs> well, that's us got the end of the SPL and the League Cup predictions. I like to mention a couple of things about the forum. I like to mention Sheepy's back on, on the forum after his wee sabbatical. Sinkstar is posting, which is a bit random, and I don't know if you spotted Alexander 3. OD, I think it was. I banned him. He was a spammer. Didn't like him. He's posting <laughs> random stuff with links in it. <laughs> liking his own post. I liking his own post. In the <laughs> predictor, Brian Murray's on 93 points in the overall competition and he's six clear of Albion 71 and Dayglo Pirate. BB Barker is top of the January competition on 13 points and you never guess this. I'm on nine. Fucks. Fucks. And... I like to mention a few threads. The, there's a thread, GMS Juggle. I think it's obvious what that's about. Just discussing Gary Mackay, Stephen. There's a thread called New Scottish Football Setup. It's a decent read. And also caption competition number 47. If you search for that, then you're going to see a bit of a random image. You, you oh, probably... work. That was a bad idea. <laughs> ah, it's, it's, it's safe for work. It's safe? But it's only... just people think I'm mental now. Aye, but only after you've really taken it all in. It's, it's random, put it that way. Right, and that's my plug-in for the forum. Forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk Visit, register, and I'll buy you a pint. <laughs> if, if you come to Ibrox. If you come to Ibrox. school of uh, banter now. Aye, I'll be at Ibrox on Saturday. I'll buy you a pint then. Right, but that's us got to the end. Thanks you two for coming on. No I've enjoyed it this evening. Hey, Bolo, you too. <laughs> you too. Bolo. Both of you. Aye. What's wrong with you two? No, I like you two. Aye, be- me too. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> Record this at night. Right, but thanks for listening. Th- and especially thanks if you listen right to the end. No, we're well done for making it this far. If you, if you heard the first thanks, then you listen to the end. So, <clears throat> well, there we are. Right. We should we should reveal we should, we should reveal some like I don't know like some sort of prize or some some you know reward of a bit of information at the end for people who've listened. I don't know what it can be like. I'm not that interested to be honest. <laughs> a code, a code for I don't know a reward code or something. Uh, to get like half price, half, <laughs> half price pizza at Domino's code or something. I don't know. We'll find something. <laughs> I'll think of something. My HMV gift card's valid again. Get in. Five pound. Nobody's throwing them out. Not got any blockbuster ones, have you? (laughs) No, I don't. Right, I'm going to go. So am I. But thanks again. Yep. Heel, heel. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Cut that out, (laughs) Laurie. Cut that out. (laughs) Bye.